This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. Get your bonus episodes, exclusive uh, ad-free episodes mm-hmm. as well. And you're supporting us, and that's more important than anything else. So thank you for that. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I have an announcement. Yes. So you are um, raising your hand. Uh huh. Uh, we are having a meetup. We are coming up on 500 episodes, which is just the wildest thing. Which of all half time. of you leaving reviews would say is 490 <laughs> too many? Um, but to celebrate, we are going to have a meetup in the uh, western suburbs of Chicago. Sorry, city folk. We are old suburbanites now. Um, Solemn Oath in Naperville. It is a brewery. It is outdoors. There's some covered area. It's dog friendly. Um, we're just going to have, I think, a couple of tables reserved um, in the afternoon. So say like three-ish. And if basically <laughs> all details subject to change, but we will post information about this on the Facebook group for yeah. this podcast. And we'll say more about it when we get closer to the date. Yeah. And if somebody can What's do What's the Discord. date of the podcast? Oh, yeah. Of the of podcast the party? Party. October 21st. It is a Saturday, October 21st. Hopefully, we will see as many of you there yeah. as we can. And More details to come. It's a dog-friendly brewery, so uh, Dottie is going to be attending, and I feel like that's who everyone wants to meet anyway. That is what they tell me. So, yeah, we'll set up a Facebook thing, we'll just try to get a general head count, but really, really, really con- looking forward to seeing everyone again. All right. Uh, let's start this week talking about chaplains in Texas Because earlier this year, we talked about this when it happened. Mm -hmm. Texas Republicans, who basically run the state, they filed a bill allowing schools to hire untrained chaplains in lieu of people who are like trained counselors and trained mental health professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. So public schools in Texas could say, yeah, we don't want to spend money on trained professionals to help our students because we have, we could pay chaplains to do these things or just have volunteers who want to do this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So the bill that became a law said a school district may, may being the keyword here, employ a chaplain instead of a school counselor Hmm. to perform the duties required of a school counselor. A chaplain employed under this subsection of the law is not required to be certified by the State Board for Educator Certification. I find this very frustrating for obvious reasons, but I I think it's interesting that they feel like these two things are are interchangeable, which makes me think they think therapy is just somebody like listening to you. Yeah, like like anyone can do it. Yeah, that sounds tough. Like, actually, it's kind of a really intricate situation and like you can really fuck up somebody's life if you like emphasize the wrong thing or or say the wrong i'm so sorry my dog is such a fucking monster I listen if you gave us more on patreon we would have a <laughs> private studio to record no but this is the thing the not only is it a knock on the professionals who work at public schools and do that sort of thing yeah these are all the same people who say we don't need to ban guns we just need better mental health in schools right. and now they're saying oh we don't need mental health professionals working with students i mean it really is such a uh, an uh, I mean, it's just such the Republican M.O. of, like, Mitch McConnell acts like he's, like, Mr. Patriot, but he voted against, like, 9-11, or excuse me, 9-11 survivors getting medical benefits, yeah. like... Or at least that's what he would say if he could talk. Uh, uh, I hope you die soon, Mitch McConnell. Wasn't going that far, but I hope you he filled dies in soon. the blanks. 
Grow up, Hammond. You hope he dies soon, too. Listen, Mikey and I bought, like, four bottles of, like, nice champagne in 2020 for one of these, for when these motherfuckers finally pop off. And we haven't opened a single one. I think we did one for Pat Robertson. And, like, <laughs> I want to drink that booze, y'all. So what's the real reason oh, they're yeah. doing this? It's not just because it's a middle finger to every, you know, educator who works in those fields. They want to infiltrate every part of society they can with their religion. That's exactly what it is. Mays Middleton, the Republican who sponsored that bill, he's one of the Texas Republicans. With a M-A-Y-E-S. Yep. I love that. He, he, he's one of the Republicans who pushes all the Christian nationalist mm. agenda stuff. He even said his goal was, In quote, Texas? representing God's presence within our public schools. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't hiding what they were trying to do here. I think that's what George Washington said he would do. Too. Yeah, exactly. So they, uh, the governor signed this into law in June. Mm. It goes into effect September 1st, which is this week. Oh, That tomorrow. is Friday. That is Friday. Yep. And, like, here's the thing. There is nothing in the bill that prohibits these chaplains from proselytizing to students. There's nothing requiring chaplains from one religion to serve students from a different religious background, uh -huh. which, by the way, in the military, even though they have religious chaplains, mm. they are absolutely required to help people who are not of their Yeah, because of the Constitution. Um, and really, all it takes to be a chaplain in these schools now is you have to pass a background check, which is like the least they could do. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Like... So what's stopping the most fundamentalist Christian churches in Texas from declaring all of their male members honorary chaplains for the sole purpose of getting them inside schools? There's nothing, nothing at this point. Them. Um, remember, these are the same churches that when COVID vaccines became available, a lot of conservative pastors, they all signed forms saying like, I'm going to exempt you from oh, having to get the shot for work. Those. Oh, you don't go those, like, to my form letters, yeah, right? You don't go to my church. Guess what? I don't care. I'll yeah. find, sign it for you too. Yeah. If they're willing to do that for to hurt public safety, mm -hmm. of course they're just going to be like, "I'm taking my magic pastor wand, and you're a chaplain, and you're a chaplain. Well, and you're all chaplains and now." And even if you take them at their word, which I don't, but if you take them at their words saying, like, we want people to be in school. Like, we want mental health care. Like, why does, why do they feel like they need to substitute these things in? It, like, how the, can they explain it? They want they to destroy public it? schools because in Texas, they will use that money any way they could. Are they, they pitching could. it as, like, a money-saving technique? I, that's definitely part of it. Uh, You're not using money for these professionals. Yeah. But also anything to destroy public professionals, schools. Professionals, you so have to that, pay decent money because yeah. they have to get degrees so they're good yeah. at the thing that they can do. And then they would spend money on charter schools or private religious schools using taxpayer funding. I mean, that's the overall arching, overarching thing that so many right-wing Republicans are trying to do. Why do they care so much about banning books? Because yeah. they don't want us to learn. Because if kids don't it's learn, so conspiratorial, why, do, why go to public schools when they can't teach you things? because you can go to their religious school instead. I'm not that, saying they all want to do that, but no, that does know, fit the pattern. It just It's such a baffling goal. We, like, said, we also said this in April, that the Houston Chronicle reported last year, Texas public schools, which serve 98% of students, so basically every public school in Texas, okay. serving most of the students, they did not meet the Texas Education Agency's recommendation of one counselor 
per 250 students. So most public schools in Texas didn't have enough mental health professionals Mm. or guidance counselors to fulfill the need they already had. Yeah. And these, and by the way, it's not the lack of money because Texas uh, had a surplus last year, I believe, of $32.7 billion. Billion with a B? With a B. They have the money, but these are Republicans in charge. Wait, then why are people freezing to death in their homes in Texas they're not going to spend money on fixing the grid they're not going to spend money on helping people wait wait wait. no no I want to be like jokes aside send jokes out of the room oh I'm not joking why would they not use that surplus to fix the thing that needs fixing like it government their own in their own like source of like their own view on the world probably they want to build they a border think, wall i don't know what the reason no, but, is i mean they think that they they want texas to be its own country that's why it's on its yeah. own power not that's but why texas, but, and it's on its own power grid government why, why fixing things they want to prove that yeah like texas can be a functioning place where people do not freeze to death because republicans don't believe government should be doing anything for you that's the bottom line. But then yeah, why we are have they a surplus. sitting on thirty-two billion dollars like, to give back to rich people. I assume I don't know what the reason is, but they're not understand. spending it on public schools. So what's the point? What are they doing? Listen, we'll I have a separate j- bonus podcast to talk about what the fuck is up with Texas. But in any case, the reason I bring this up again today because we cannot go on a Texas tangent to yeah. talk about everything wrong with them. That's a lot of alliteration, friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, But this week, or recently anyway, uh, a coalition of interfaith, some progressive religious groups, including the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty, Mm -hmm. Interfaith Alliance, Mm -hmm. and a group called Texas Impact, they basically put together a letter signed by a hundred plus actual qualified chaplains saying, please don't hire us, like uh, us being chaplains. Yeah, don't hire us in your public schools at all. And one thing you should know is that part of the law that was passed says that every school district within the next six months needs to vote on whether or not they want to hire or accept these chaplains. Okay. So, like, remember, that law said, it doesn't say you have to replace trained guidance counselors Uh with untrained chaplains, but you could. But every school district needs to decide what they're going to do. And so now, over 100 chaplains signed a letter saying, don't make this mistake. And let me read you some of their letter here. As trained chaplains, we are not qualified for the duties envisioned by this law. We cooperate with mental health counselors. Mm. We do not compete with them. Hmm. Further, professions which help children with sensitive matters, such as therapists, police investigators, typically require special training on how to interview and treat juveniles. Few chaplains have this expertise. Finally, using the school safety allotment to pay for chaplains, which is what the law envisioned, uh, is wholly inappropriate, they said. So inappropriate. They added, we urge you to support religious freedom and parental rights, using the buzzwords of of the rights, by rejecting this harmful program. We believe that a strong public school system is one in which the limited funding for safety and security of students is used to hire the most skilled professionals for those roles. We Hmm. believe that families, not the government, are entrusted with their children's spiritual development. Yes. Okay, I have so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one is that was I was going to bring it up um, because I realized I don't think I actually know what a chaplain is. Like, I know that what they do, but I don't really understand what they are. I don't care enough to get into it, it, is it? It depends on what the religious tradition happens to be. 
But basically, I can speak your language to help you through the shit you're going through. Mm -hmm. And because I'm religious, I can offer things that might be of value to you from the faith. Sure. Which might be okay. Like, if you're a Christian, let's say you're in the military and you see a Christian chaplain, Mm -hmm. that might genuinely be useful for you. Mm -hmm. And you might find that very helpful because they speak your language in a way that a secular uh, counselor may not fully understand or deal with. Well, the thing is... They might. I mean, they might. I don't know. My my therapist, uh, you know, I, I've been seeing her for a long time now, but when we first started seeing each other, uh, she would always confirm, like, and you're an atheist, right? Like, she would uh-huh. always... Because... Because why would I bring up religion as a solution if that's not your thing? believe it or not, therapists can use religion, too. They just, like, can use it more skillfully, and it's not the only tool in their tool chest. But what I... So so chaplains are specifically for what? College age or the military? Like, what are they... It could be for anything. Okay. I truly It could be for anything, but, like, professional chaplains, again, it depends on the denomination. A lot of the ones who sign these letters were trained professionally, Mm. like not just through their synagogue or through their religious organization, but Uh. they got training for it. And that's all well and good. Right. And they know how to deal with people who may not be of their religious tradition. Mm -hmm. But to stick them in public schools where you're working with children, which is outside the capacity of a lot of these people. It's really important. Like like the, the psychology of children is... Wildly different than mm-hmm. it is for adults. I my friend Anne is in school to be a therapist, and she just did a a course on basically like how your physical growth and development reflects like your personality and how you see the world and and things like that. And truly, like hearing her talk about just how a seven year old processes something different than a fourteen year old than an eighteen year old, like it genuinely takes finesse and care. And I I do not know why they think all of these things are interchangeable. Well, they do. They don't view children as anything besides... I mean, I'll tell you, even as a public school educator, when I had my degree in that, I was trained to do, like, sixth grade through high school. Yeah. But you would not stick me in a fourth grade classroom, even if you had a need for it, because I was not certified to do that, because that takes a special skill that I wasn't trained to do. And nor could you have had that skill. Nor could I have. (laughs) And that's the thing, like for chaplains to say, okay, look, I can address people of my faith, Mm -hmm. or I can address people going through a certain type of thing. Right. Um, that doesn't give them That's license. What a school counselor does. That, yeah, I mean, school counselors. You don't go and say like, "Hey, oh, I, I feel like I'm a little lost and not finding my way." School counselors have to deal with the real shit that teenagers are going through. It, it is a difficult and, and, and emotionally tiring. And job. And you want people who got trained to do that. Yeah. And so for, it's the stakes a, are high. It's a bold move for a group of professional chaplains to say, "Don't hire us. There are better people to do the." this job, hire them Mm -hmm. instead. And that's the sort of humility that a lot of conservative Christians just don't have. They just assume they're more qualified to help students than like trained mental health professionals because something, something fill in the blank Jesus. Yeah. It really is a strange thing that they like declare themselves experts on literally everything. Oh, they're experts on history, black history, especially black history, science, Mm -hmm. everything. It's so impressive how, how worldly (laughs) these men from Texas are. Like if you're a good chaplain, the last thing you want to see are bad chaplains injecting 
injecting themselves into school districts and then harming students. I feel like it's very much the, I'm a good cop. Well, then you need to call out the bad ones yes. instead of just sitting there when, while all that shit's going on. Well, here's a bunch of good chaplains saying, mm-hmm. we, we are good at what we do. We've done it for a while. We know this field. Yeah. And guess what? What you're asking people like us to do, and we're more qualified than most, right. what you're asking us to do is not what we're supposed to be doing. So there, this is not a letter to the lawmakers who are in their own world. Just this is to the school districts saying, to you're going to have to vote on whether you want to do this. Don't make that mistake. The kids deserve better than How that. many uh, people signed that letter? When they sent out the press release oh. saying, hey, we all are, we signed our names to this letter, it was over 100. Okay. But uh, there's a link for people who are chaplains who want to sign the letter. If you're in Texas and you're a chaplain, oh, they invite uh-huh. you to sign the letter. I don't know what the number is at now because it's not like a, a running Google Doc or something. Sure. But I have to imagine it's a lot more. Well, the thing is, like, it's not like, oh, and maybe I'm wrong. It's not like chaplains are like a union, right? Like, no. they, they can't say as a group, this is what we have to say. So presumably there are chaplains that are, that are like, yeah, let me get the, get my hands on this juvenile brains. I want to fuck shit up pretty yeah, good. No, and if you look at the list of, uh, what's the word, signatories on yeah. the original letter, I mean, you have people coming from all sorts of different religious backgrounds. You have people who are uh, connected. Either they have kids mm-hmm. or they work in certain school districts yeah. as is, or colleges, things like that. They graduated from these districts. Mm-hmm. You have people with professional degrees, not just from their religious institution, but like they, they got their PhD. Yeah. Um, I mean, if these people are all saying, you don't want me in this job, right. don't do this to the school districts saying I'm as qualified as they come mm-hmm. and you don't want me doing this. Mm-hmm. Don't hire less qualified. And people. you know, what's ironic is, is they are, are, portraying they're showing humbleness they are being humble Mm -hmm. they are saying that this is outside of my skill set and i think that speaks a lot to uh, the kind of person who says actually no i can't do this as well as somebody else could you need to get somebody right for this makes them a good person who understands their limitations these guys these men who are like whatever chaplains can just do whatever they want it is dangerous if somebody is like, yeah, I can defo do this. I have no training. <laughs> like, do you want that person again, who think has about, needless confidence think to about be teaching your kids? Baptist churches, which are based, not like crazy fundamentalist uh, independent ones, but like even Southern Baptist Convention type of churches, which are all over the place in Texas, those are mostly run independently yeah. and they can set their own ground rules and on things yeah, like that. Wild. So chaplain doesn't mean anything because there's no standard across the board right. saying everyone has to go through these classes right. to get the chaplain stamp. Because they hate any kind of regulations, right? Those so churches th- do, and the I Republicans mean, do. They all do. And so we can't say, okay, yeah, you can be a uh, whatever it's called but As and, and, s- be, and be in our schools. But you have to have a certificate in this or a degree in that. Like, fine. Just this fine. week, I think the Heritage Foundation, one of the right-wing think tank type of places they put they put forth their proposal of like if trump wins in 2024 one of their plans is if you think about who makes up the federal government Mm. there's a handful of oh a democrat won the white house Mm. they get to put a lot of people in charge of a lot of places those are political appointees there's a few thousand people that they get to appoint to all these places some of whom need confirmation from the senate Mm -hmm. okay fine 
But then the vast majority, like more than 95% of government positions are filled by people who are just there for life. Because sure. they're like, I do the weather shit. Right, right, and right. And I'm, like, I'm, I stick around no matter what. Those are the ones who keep everything running day to day. So when the political appointees come in, it's like, all right, lifeies, yeah. like, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, the new plan put forth by the Heritage Foundation is let's just get rid of pretty much everybody sure. who has lifetime appointments yeah. and we'll just put our friends in their place. And yeah, they're very forthright about this. And what they're saying is we don't need expertise. Um, mm-hmm. The example I heard was like, oh, putting out forest fires? Eh, just put the podcaster who does right-wing crazy shit in charge of fires. Yeah, truly. They'll uh, take care of it. And this is Trump all over again. Why need, who needs expertise, right? Well, Doesn't it's almost, matter. Uh, okay, is this more or less insidious than Trump putting people in the office who were actively anti the thing that they were doing? Yeah. I mean, it's Like it's Betsy not DeVos, different. like... Which is worse, putting but, somebody who's gonna fuck it up? But what's interesting is Betsy DeVos, yeah, she's crazy. And I, even if you talk about people like her who just didn't like the agency they were running and mm-hmm. tried to ruin it, yeah. um, she is a political appointee. Now what happens, not just that you replace her, because even if she's in charge, there are way too many people under her right. who are there for life and actually want the place to succeed. But what happens when you get rid of everybody and say, let's put little mini DeVoses everywhere, now things get messed up for real and permanently so because if you get rid of all that institutional knowledge what happens 10 years down the line or something when they're all gone and you you have a sane government again somehow uh what do you do how do you replace all those positions with people who actually know what they're doing they don't exist anymore because that information was not transferred do you think if i stopped doing this podcast my depression would go away 100 percent. okay yeah all right something to keep in mind i guess uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean the podcast is its own health hazard <laughs> all right let me go it's driven my insurance rates through the roof <laughs> Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed, and exactly how much we needed, from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You, too, can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. So I saw this, someone sent this over and I looked at this and I thought it was a joke at first, but it was not. But basically they're in Sacramento, California, just outside of it. There is a school district. It's called the Rocklin Unified School District. And basically 
they put out a call recently. School year has begun there. And they're saying, hey, if you're a parent in the area and you want to weigh in on issues involving safety, curriculum, mm. social services, and you want to advise the school board on yeah. what we should be doing, we're looking for volunteers to be part of these advisory committees. Fine. Lots of school districts do that. There's nothing weird about that. The, if you look at the, uh, at the application process, they basically said, look, ideal candidates should be able to attend a few meetings a year mm. in person, like make enough time for that. Sure. Bring forth some ideas. Oh, and also you should love Jesus. Oh, <laughs> is that buried in the, uh, in the bottom there? In the it wasn't print? actually buried in the application, but no. the president of the school board, her name is Julie Levins Hop. She posted this on Facebook. Uh, this was her basically saying, hey, we're doing this thing on the school board and I want to tell all my friends about it. Here's what she wrote. Rockland friends, as your school board, we have worked very hard to insist that important decisions such as new curriculum involve our parents. Now we need you. The advisory committee signups went out today. We need as many Christ-centered, family-focused parents as we can get on these committees, yada, yada, yada. So, and this is the president of the school board? This is the president of the five-member school board. Oof. That's a hell of a way to tell Jews, uh, hey, we don't need you. Atheists, no thank you. Bold Muslims, out there. no. It's also more disturbing when you realize one of the committees is supposed to advise the board on a new science curriculum. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> it's like, Jesus why do they need to science. be Christ-centered then? Yeah. Like, the last thing we need are more people motivated by religion than like interest in science education. Right. Um, by the way, yeah, last that year, sucks. <laughs> last year, Hop and a majority of that board voted against a proposed science curriculum that was recommended by teachers. Mm, because what? Because Jesus, mm, I assume. Mm, mm-hmm. But like, okay, let's play a game here. Best case scenario of what she was trying to get at. Let's say she was not saying you have to be a Christian to be on the board. She just meant Christ-centered as shorthand for something else. Like, what though? What is that shorthand for in the best case scenario here? Good news, Hammond. Uh-huh. I have an anecdote that's going to clear this all You got up. so happy when you got a chance to riff on what Christ-centered means. It truly does. And I get to share this fun fact with, uh, with you and our audience. I went to sports camp. As a young person, every summer. Go on. You didn't do spit take, which is what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's this place called Loris uh, College or Loris University. It's in Iowa, like by Dubuque. It's a Christian school. Hmm. In Um, Iowa, you say? I know. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it was the sports camp, and you go for a week, and you, like, do sports. Oh, God. And there's a ceremony at the end of the week where you get like a like a fraternity paddle, which I don't know if that's an internationally known thing. You know, a paddle like a fraternity paddle. You know what I'm talking about? No, all I'm thinking of is like a hazing ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that is. Okay, but it's I don't know the point of it. I'm sure there's a really fucked up history. Obviously, uh-huh. it's for hazing, but it's like a wooden long rect, like a two I'm by four. I'm thinking like fancier. an oar, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. To that kind of that canoe. kind of vibe. And um, there's like say ten brands that you get that like symbolize something that you have done. I think that your parents thing. sent you to a cult. They might have. Um, so there was like a, a, a evergreen tree was perseverance. Oh, okay. and, and like, what does this have sunny, to do with stuff? Haven't we? Let me weave a fucking Go tale on. here. Go on. Um, or like sunny means you're like nice with people or whatever. And they had a cross that represented 
you were Christian. Yes. And they went through great pains to explain to us, a bunch of 9 to Mm 16-year-olds, that, uh, no, 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 this isn't a Christianity thing, guys. (laughs) It's about being Christ-like, which is just a spirit of generosity. So this is... this has been something that's obviously been part of like my origin story in terms of like being eight and seeing a cross being stamped onto my, cause eventually you get all the brands. They have to give you all the brands. And so the last one I got was Christianity. And I remember being like 12 and like, this can't be right. Why are they giving me a cross? This isn't cool at all. Um, but from that point forward, I understood the secular meaning to a lot of Christians behind the cross. And I think that is what she is trying to do, because that is sort of a kind of worldview people like that have. That it means that you're a I'm good, thinking. giving, generous Just generous person. And, and kind. And yeah, I think which, generous is the biggest one. Which is the best which is case scenario here. Because conservatives are the least generous, generous that, people in the country. That's exactly where I was going. If you oh, think Christ-centered means something positive... Then where, what bubble are you living in? Because like, if she wants bad Christ, bad news on the domestic terrorism front. <laughs> yeah, if you're talking about Christ-centered, are we talking about the sort of Christians who are marginalizing mm-hmm. students and they demean inclusive classroom policies? Because that also means Christ-centered these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But here's the thing: after she posted that post last week saying be Christ-centered, uh, centered and apply. Um, a lot of people, including in her own comments on Facebook, because again, she's not a random person. She's the school board president. Sure. They chimed in. One uh, person said, well, my wife is trans and <gasps> I would like to know, quote, why, quote, you don't need our involvement in your advisory board to keep our children safe and thriving. Uh, the, sh- so here's the thing. A lot of people chimed in with things like that. Like, well, my family's Jewish. I guess we're not wanted here. That wow. sort of thing. And so several days later this week, she chimed in again, uh, trying to explain, like, you guys, I was not trying to be excluding anybody. One yeah. one person wrote, I literally never thought of people who weren't Christians as people. So it's not why my would you fault. think Christ-centered meant Christian, you guys? One person wrote, Will you accept an application from an atheist with lots of free time? Oh. To which she responds, mind you, every single post she makes and every comment she makes has like 15 different emoji all over it and like hearts like she's selling you oils. But to that that question, will you accept oils, not like crude oil? (laughs) Will you accept an application from an atheist? She writes, yes. (laughs) Like nothing. No period. That's how passive aggressive she is with that. (laughs) But she did respond uh, on August 26th. She wrote a follow up in answer to a question I am receiving. Yes, I asked for Christ-loving individuals to join committees. I posted on many different sites. I also asked for family-centered individuals and principal-centered loving people. All faiths and all child-loving people are encouraged to sign up. And then here's the kicker. Child-loving people? Which is a weird way to say it. But then she writes, the inclusion of one does not mean the exclusion of others. Which is a weird, weird way to put that. Like, if I said, I just want, you know, rational, godless people to apply, I'm pretty sure religious people would get offended can if you, I was doing that as a school board can president. Can you go ahead and scroll back and see how she feels about Black Lives Matter? Because she <laughs> is trying to all lives matter this I'm, thing. You know what? I'm going to make an assumption and just... I mean, truly, I'm that's right. literally... She, like, literally, she just debunked the whole, can like, Black Lives Matter walk thing. Walk around to this side and tell me what oh. you see at the end of her post where she tries to explain herself... 
This is how all of her comments work. Uh, because she writes this like, you guys, I wasn't she, excluding anybody, but at the end of it. I mean, she does use more emojis than my teenage writing students is the go. main problem. It's like heart, face, <laughs> smiley, emoji. Like, See, she, she asked Christians. emojis are baffling to me. They never connect to anything that's being said. Yeah, don't said. say I'm apologizing for the horrible thing love, I love, said. Love, love, love. Love, love, emoji. with heart eyes. Like, yes. what? No. Doesn't make any sense. She writes like, yeah, I asked Christians and only Christians to apply for this position. But I, I posted this a lot of places, you guys. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? I think... I, I can't assume she like, means... Like, did she post it on Jewish sites? Is that what she's saying? I think she means she posted it on secular sites. Like, so Facebook? As, what as, are you saying? As if to say, even though I wrote this, it's not like I only posted in places that are Christian-friendly. I posted it everywhere. Um, that is, but also, that you is still said Christ-centered. Centric. Centric. <laughs> centric. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say censored, but no. Uh, Christ-centered. Ooh. And that's the thing, like saying that people of all faiths are encouraged to apply, which is what she did in version 2.0, still excludes atheists. And it's why does religion have to be a part of this in the first place? That's right, because what does that have to do with advising you on anything? All she had to do is not that. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. I mean, truly, I, I talk about unforced errors a lot because it's all shit like this. Like, you don't. If you're just roaming through the world with your head buried in the sand and then you say something and you're like, wait, every person isn't exactly like me. I'm confused. <laughs> this is, I think this is a default thing for a lot of Christian politicians, school board uh, people, a lot of things like that. Where, again, I think it's very easy to get stuck in this bubble where you say, I just want you to be more like Jesus. Mm. And like you said, with the sports camp, I don't think they are thinking it has to do with religion. Mm-hmm. They're just using it as a synonym for good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, outside their bubble, it's so not what Christianity means anymore. And for them to be so um, socially unaware of how they come across when they do things like that is incredible. One commenter responded to version 2.0 of her post, Mm. her clarification. So was this an edited post or was this just a second post? Second post. Okay. Uh, Someone responded to the second post saying that a great leader would have recognized her error rather than repeat it. Quote, Instead, you double down, to me indicating one of the following. You don't care, you choose to have your head far deep in the sand, or you're just totally inept. I just said this you at did. the head and sand Very good thing. comment. No, that means that I'm using tired <laughs> metaphors, Hammond. There you go. Um, this is Sacramento, right? You said this Sacramento is close to area? Sacramento. So yeah. we're not talking like... So if this had happened in like the Deep South, maybe we'd have a different sure. story. I think it's really interesting that people... I feel like just five years ago, people might not have felt as empowered to kind of like clap back at her this way. So this so is interesting. I, I had to look at this, too, because how did she win a school board seat in a place that I would have guessed is not the Deep South? Like maybe it, yeah, she, how did someone like her get elected? Yeah. Here's the answer. She was elected in 2020 alongside two conservative allies. Mm-hmm. Three people give some majority of the board. And during her campaign at the time, she talked about being endorsed by school choice advocates, which is a conservative talking point. Oh. And the conservatives on the board now, today, include a pastor at a right-wing megachurch in the area called Destiny Church, along with another church-supported member. Like, one church, a megachurch in the area, basically pushed their own people to run for school board. Yeah, this is what they and do. This is Project Blitz. Yeah, yeah. Like, this right? is part of their thing. Let's take over this. We're not going to win Senate seats in California. That's statewide. But we can get them locally, and it's working in this case. Now, 
She hasn't directly responded to the many, many calls for her to resign. Uh, this is Levin Soft. But a spokesperson for the district did respond to news uh, reporters who reached out about this. And here's the statement from the district spokesperson. Hup has always been proud of the diversity of our community and hopes to see it represented in all of our communities. She which is a everybody thing- from... Protestants to Lutherans. <laughs> yes. that, like <laughs> this belief in diversity is contradicted by her own words in her own posts. I will say the next school board meeting is September 6th. Mm. Anyone in the area who's troubled by the comments may want to show up and speak out, sure, especially if you have kids in the district. Sacramento faction. Right. So what do you think? Isn't, it's wild. You, no one except a Christian could get away with that shit. Yeah, that is, that is wow. All right. You may have seen this wow. next headline already but uh, mm-hmm. i had to do a double take because i didn't realize this was a news story but Don't it was overestimate how All little right. i am on social media recently <laughs> there is a a former christian boarding school it's called miracle meadows school listen boarding schools send up the reddest <laughs> of flags to me yep. i have seen too give many us your, documentaries give us your them. kids we'll see you in several months oh my Something god like you guys you need to learn if you don't know anything <laughs> about the like uh, uh what would they call military school trend mm. of the 90s look into it it was fucked so here's the headline this particular seventh day adventist run Uh-oh. alternative school in west virginia called oh. miracle meadows they just settled all their lawsuits and there, we'll talk about why, for $100 million. That's how bad this shit got. $100 million is the number you might have seen. And if you're wondering what that's all about, basically, there were a lot of kids who attended this place who oh later, God. who are now adults, who have sued this place. For what? And basically, all the lawsuits that were going up against them have finally been settled. Are these that's why this is headlines. that are like... You gave us a bad education or like bad, bad, oh, bad, oh, it's bad. bad stuff. Tune out. Go to the next story right now. Those okay, of you listen, who get disturbed, you don't get to leave. I'm very, very close to just went down to school at a Seventh-day Adventist school in like Tennessee. And I'm not sure I can listen to this because holy shit. Okay. I'll try to keep it. The, this is going to happen to these girls. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, my. I'm I should tell you the Miracle oh, Meadows School. Uh, it shut down in 2014. It opened in uh, 87. Uh, so it's, it was around for several decades. And that was prime military school time. Yeah, 2014 is the year when shit started coming out about this place. And that's why they had to close. 20, so they, it came out and closed. It's been closed for a decade. All the lawsuits came wow. after that. And we've been dealing ever since. But basically, this is a place that wow. encouraged parents to send their kids to the school if those kids were dishonest, defiant, or going through spiritual disinterest. Mm. So us is what they wanted. They wanted us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and parents did, in large part, because staff members were said to have, quote, a divine commission to live as examples of God's high calling, inspiring the students to follow their lead in responsible Christian living. Gang, people die at these schools. I oh. want to be very clear about this. So how? what happened in 2014 that caused anyone to pay attention to what was happening? Did a kid die? Not quite. A student apparently poisoned themselves with a cleaning agent so that they could be sent to the hospital so that they could get the fuck out of there That's... and tell responsible adults, "You, I need your help. Yeah, Patricia Arquette did that in an episode of Grey's Anatomy, ah. so you gotta be careful. So there you go. So then there were follow-up investigations of this school, and they were damning. Really quickly after that, the school's leader, her name was Susan Gale Clark, she soon surrendered on charges of child neglect. Mm. Um, another teacher slash custodian there, he was charged with choking 
a student mm-hmm. who later became unconscious. That student was handcuffed in his room when mm-hmm. he awoke. Um, th- here's I'm going to get this all out of the way right now. Here's some of the other things that happened. That custodian teacher guy, he handcuffed a 14-year-old student over suspicions of sexual misconduct, whatever he took that to mean. That child was kept overnight in a quarantine room, and his wrists were bloody the next day. Clark, the lady running the place, knew about this shit, didn't do anything to prevent it. In fact, staffers were given handcuffs to use on the kids, some of whom were as young as six. In... I'm not done, but I'm skipping around. So in 2020, uh, a group of 29 students basically made similar allegations Mm -hmm. to what I just told you. And they filed this big lawsuit against the school. And the two sides reached a settlement of $52 million. Mm -hmm. The Clark, the lady in charge, she pleaded guilty to child neglect, failure to report obstruction of justice. She received... A jail sentence of, wait for it, six months. Wow. Uh-huh, with five years of probation. You changed on the inside. Oh, yeah. Five years of probation after that. Sure. Slap on That'll the wrist. Learn yeah. Uh, after everything she did. But they weren't done yet. Because mm. guess what? Hmm. In West Virginia, which, like so many red states, like nothing, they don't do sensible legislation there. Not normally. But they did change the law. They changed the law when it came to statute of limitations, when it came to child sex abuse cases. Oh, good. And this was a good thing. They, the lawmakers passed a law in 2020 basically saying the previous law gave victims until the age of 22 to file their claims. The revised 22. law, which, again, Jesus, if, you so were, if you were abused as a child... By 22, there's a good chance you may not even realize Ooh, I didn't what come to happened. grips with the shit that happened to me until I was in my late 20s. Right. So the new law in West Virginia gives them until age 36 oh. or four years after the abuse is discovered, whichever is later. Mm. So if you're 50 and you just figured out what just happened, mm. you could file the lawsuit. So the window was opened a bit more. Mm. Well, guess what? A lot of the victims of this Miracle Meadows school were timed out of the previous lawsuit, which is why they weren't part of it. But now, after that law passed, 31 more plaintiffs decided to sue the school. Oh, cool. Their lawsuit is the one that just got settled this month, and it must have been for $48 million or more, because the headline that I saw this week is that the total is now over $100 million. Mm -hmm. Additional litigation, the lawyer said, is being prepared. By the way, I forgot to mention this, but this batch of students, former students, in their lawsuits, which I will say I I was not able to get a copy or find a copy of the actual settlement agreement or the lawsuit they filed, like not publicly available. Probably, but I couldn't find it like with a quick search. But the attorneys said that in addition to the crimes we already talked about, these kids uh, alleged that the school at that at the school they were shackled to their beds, mm. deprived of medical care, forced to perform manual labor, uh, physically beaten, mm-hmm. and there were allegations that some kids ages seven to twelve contracted sexually transmitted diseases from staff members. Cool. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, like here's the attorney. One of the attorneys. We actually had two clients who got pregnant by a staff member and were forced to have abortions. We thought it couldn't get any worse for these children. For some of them, it was. That is unconscionable. Yeah. I don't, I, I just, I truly, every time these things happen, it, I go through this like whole mental cycle of, 
how can people let these things happen to children when all they talk about is how they want to prevent children? And every time we show them what abuse looks like, they're like, no, not that, though. Yeah. And, and these, the uh, like, how do you get to a point where you, as a staff member, think it is appropriate to, like, physically restrain a, a teenager? Like, I was wondering is... the same thing because the the school's website, you could find archived copies of it. And like, I this is purely superficial, but a lot of those people don't look like predators. They never do, I they know. They never do. But it's like, I wonder how many of them were in on it or how many knew the depths of what was going on there. I have to imagine they knew, like we yeah. said, the handcuffs they were given them. I mean, I, I, I could speak to that a little bit because there is an environment. And so the kinds of people who created these sorts of schools were people with military backgrounds and people who were really heavy on discipline and also were the kind of people who are really in the military in that, like kind of psychopathic and, and seeking out control. Like the more I understand the world, the more I see it's always just about control. So the kinds of people who want to go work at these places are the kinds of people who want to be adults and in a position of authority over children so they can abuse it. So because they can't the be teachers because there's like, <laughs> you know, education and cert- certificates and background checks for that. But this, I can Anyone hire can anybody go. off the... Because but I'm here's telling- what I didn't know. I don't know if they were all military background. I'm sure some <laughs> Some were, but I mean, some of them seem like I just want a job and this place will give it to me. Sure. And those are the people I'm curious about because I'm like, we're. Oh, Hemant, I, I have know. such bad news. Uh, people are horrible and will abuse their power when given the opportunity, sure. especially if they see their peers doing it around them. Yeah. It I, is, you, can, well, you see it time and time again. Like, this is what I wanted to know are these lawsuits filed against? It's against the school, it's against the lady who ran the school. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the specific other teachers, besides the one dude, who was uh, named in a lot of these articles. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the other teachers were named in the lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I wanted to see a copy of what they were actually saying, and I so couldn't you're see that. individuals aren't being held liable? It's right. just the, the it's school. It's the school. I see and here's mean. the thing. Guess where they... Ha- where's to me, the school? that says it was completely part of the fabric of the school, was like uh-huh. abuse was de rigueur, right? So this was news to me, which is... How are they going to pay out $100 million? There's no way the school had $100 yeah, million. I was going to ask. The answer is they had insurance That's because they had to. But guess where their insurance came from? The state of West Virginia <laughs> insured them. And in fact, earlier this year, as this second batch of lawsuits was happening and mm-hmm. being dealt with in the courts, the director of the West Virginia Board of Risk and Insurance Management, which is BRIM, uh, she told the Republican legislature uh, you guys, that first batch, the $52 million settlement, we, like the insurance company run by the state, we're on the hook for $27 million of that amount. Mm. And you guys, that's too much. We don't have that money. She actually said... Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? She said, we... Fucking Telling the companies. Republicans, we have over 110 claims currently pending for individuals who have brought claims. And basically, she was telling the legislature, you all passed a law to extend that window of statute of limitations. And she said, that's funding we do not have because when we collected premiums based on the old law, the exposure was not there. And now that you've opened the window, there's a lot of exposure and we don't have the money to pay out this Sounds like shit. you should have done more research before you insured them, huh? It's, and here's the thing. It's unclear. Sucks to suck insurance company. Basically, they opened the window for the statute of limitations without saying where all the money was going to come from for all the additional lawsuits that they were on the hook for. Which is a fair complaint. Yeah. And also, why are you, why is the state 
offering insurance to religious companies. I don't know that either. Um, but it's unclear what the legislature is going to do to address this problem because mm. guess what? They just got hit with another loss uh, settlement for the uh, pretty much the same amount. Mm. What are they going to do? Like the premiums for everybody are the- about to shoot up because the religious school didn't have proper oversight, by the way. Um, it's just it, so many people played a role in the actual crimes yeah. and the lawmakers didn't do their job in making sure they had... They cared about this enough. Like, they did the right thing legislatively, but not the full Uh, thing legislatively. Oh, you mean they don't have follow-through? That's so strange. Just a horrible Um, story in every way. If And I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more on the bonus episode, but there was a school in, um, I think, Maine uh, called Elon or Elon or something like that, and it's one of the most famous boarding-type schools where people fully died. And, And the thing with schools like that, like, it is really the peak of like Republicans not wanting any kind of regulations in any way because these schools are a direct result of that. I mean, Maine is pretty libertarian up there, but they literally just built this facility and made a program up and was like, hey, bring me your kids and we'll get state funding. But nobody was qualified to do anything. Like, the guy who started the law school was a military dude. He wasn't a psychologist. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't an educator of any kind. And so they would just make up some bullshit under the pretense of discipline or whatever. And so that's how you end up with teenagers handcuffed to their bed. Or they would go on these hikes. I am not exaggerating. Seven and eight mile hikes during the middle of the day and would not give them water yeah. as a way to increase discipline. Like, it's shit like this that these are why we need regulations because otherwise people just make shit up and kids died. A dude was trying to like sedate a kid and sat on him so hard he crushed it. Like he suffocated to death. A kid died because an adult physically sat on him to like get him to calm down and he killed him. So these things happen. There there's, horror stories and when gov- when uh, republicans talk about they don't they're anti-regulation to me it's i want to do whatever the fuck i want and i don't care who gets hurt that's what that means to me man that place closed down a decade ago but the fallout uh, because has people, continued ever since I, have you heard paris hilton is finally starting to speak out i don't know if she went to the elon school but something very similar and it was have not heard that one. A full-on abusive situation, and she is finally starting to speak out about it because nobody took her seriously for such a long time, but she's a victim of abuse. Well, that's I just, disturbing. It, it's just this thing that happened to so many people, and everyone is just like, oh, pret-. like it was every, do you remember every daytime show in the 90s was like, oh, my team is out of camp. control, oh, send yeah. them to boot camp. These were the kinds of places they were going, and yep. a lot of, some girls don't come back. Prices, so, right? And like, Maury, truly, I, I'll, I'll post afternoons. some... Yeah, <laughs> post some resources. Uh, not resources, uh, just... Links. Links, thank you. Um, let well, me Bob jump... Bob Barker died this week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my first word. Sp- Bob Barker? Yeah. Is that true? That is true. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Should or we... my parents did not raise me well. <laughs> I mean, that kind of goes without saying. I've met your parents. Yeah. They, they, they had their hands full. <laughs> but uh, you was... should uh, everybody spay and neuter your pet in honor yeah. of Bob Barker. Uh, I thought I would go to a fun story here because I heard a sermon this week. More fun than that, Bob Barker? That was, yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, was very interesting. You may want your headphones on for oh, this one. I'm going to... I splice together... The about two minutes. A supercut? Supercut of like a two-hour sermon. Oh, boy. 
Um, and I thought I'd play you parts of this. This is from Jonathan Shelley, who is a new independent fundamentalist Baptist preacher. This was two hours? Uh, this was a two-hour sermon. Is this why you don't have, when I ask if you want to hang out, you say you don't have time? Yes, this is what I do. <laughs> uh, here's, I, I don't have the ability to stop it midway through. Okay. But uh, I'll here, just talk over it, don't worry. Enjoy the two minutes. All right, here we go. Here we go. The title that I've, I've given for this sermon, and it's called Hamet Meta <gasps> is a Fool. He's kind of been a source of why we've gotten a lot of attention specifically, why I've even gotten a lot of attention, because he'll share sip, like snippets of our sermons. For Out sure, he's listening to this sermon. I am. You I are. figured it would be worth it to just give him at least one honorable mention, like one really clear sermon to him. So, hi. Hi. Atheists are the least scientific people. Yeah. And they're the dumbest people yeah. on the planet. Tell so that to my there is no you one nerd. that is less intelligent than an atheist. <laughs> Every single atheist is the dumbest person that we have in the universe. That's impossible. Because the, the atheist is literally dumber than mentally handicapped people. Ooh, that's Why would we even offensive. allow those people to exist in our society? You know, oh, as American eugenics. policy, if you reject God, you should be rejected from America. You know, they're the most unhealthy, typically... The most just, wait for it. Uh, they just like do nothing for their own bodies. Usually they're just these like fat slobs that just drool over a keyboard. I do. They just don't even take care of themselves. I lost now, like Meta, last year. He's like this skinny little bean pole. The or nicest something thing like anyone's that. ever said. I would if we never lost Meta, you as a No one would care. <laughs> no one would care I mean, if Met Meta didn't died. even exist. I'd care. The guy like, joined spends the club, his whole buddy. life yeah. just advocating against God Your loathing and of heaven sodomy. does not match his own. Wait, I mean, the guy, I mean what sodomy, straight apparently. dude oh. just defends queers all day long? Without a base, you without know, a choice. Almost every single post he has is just attacking. It's just attacking preachers, attacking yours truly, attacking any kind of preacher. And, you know, every once in a while he's right. <laughs> yeah! Uh, also, you know, one time we emailed back and forth because he was going to run with some, like, false story about me and my church. Was it false? And I told I. Made it clear to him it was not true, and at least he didn't run with that. Well, a lot of times he sticks to the ethics. facts. A lot of times I stick to it's the about facts. About ethics and journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't remember what the story was about. What's it might have. What is it? Who's this? This is Jonathan Shelley. But one time I think I there was a story involving a member of one of their churches doing something crazy, and I'm like, "Is this one of your guys?" Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because. I don't remember the specifics, but he's like, no, that guy doesn't go to my church. He's not one of us or whatever. I'm like, all right, then he's not. I'll take Fair a word on that. It's almost like facts matter to you. Right. And uh, being right isn't the most important so thing. So here's the, here's the amusing thing about that. It's not everything besides I that. Can you so, do a super cut of people saying your name incorrectly? <laughs> I would love Here's my favorite that. part. So last weekend, I was in Canada for this thing called Baja Con. Oh, yeah. Was uh, it was a lovely event. I... Uh, I got to hang out with uh, Seth Andrews, mm-hmm. Aaron Ra. There were so many awesome uh, speakers there. It was Can't cool. Can't wait till I get invited to things. Right? There you go. But when I spoke there, one of the things I did is I played them a bunch of clips and kind of narrated why I think it's valuable oh. to show things, not like this one, but to show things that churches are actually doing mm-hmm. instead of just trying to tell you why religion is wrong. Right. Like, let them speak for themselves, and that does the work for us. Mm-hmm. And I played some clips from guys like this Mm. saying, look, nothing does more damage to Christianity than guys like this saying this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not fringe people like plenty of mainstream preachers say crazy things, too. And then the morning after I gave that talk, this this shows up. 
And I'm like, wow, that is coincidental. They didn't know that I was speaking about it, but wow. Wow. It was glorious. Anyway. That's outstanding. Did you, okay, I have an important question. Yes. Did you discover this yourself or did somebody message you? Oh, no, I discovered it myself because the buzzer goes off in my head when these people post something and I'm like, what's their sermon about this morning? Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to have to listen called? to it. It was called Hemant Mehta is a Fool. Which, that was the name buddy, of it? You can't name it that because no one's going to find that because there's plenty of people who have already said that. Yeah, the SEO on that yeah. is not going to help you, you out. you got to be more specific. you got to be more unique. Wow. Okay, can you explain to me how you feel when you hear your name out oh, of these idiots' mouths? I laughed for two straight hours as I tried to clip down like 30 minutes down to a good two. And did he, was he just laying into you personally? No, he was laying into atheists oh. and mm. then specifically using me as the example of an atheist. He's pretty... It's kind of impressive how many boxes he ticked. What did he he uh, said queers. Mm-hmm. He said there what, was sodomy in there. Sodomy, God, uh-huh. with the sodomy. What that was the it's other? It's weird one? to him that well, I would defend LGBTQ people. Sure, uh, he was fat shaming. Oh yeah, there was that. He was uh, made fun of people with disabilities. Yep. So he's a monster in that way. Like he truly. I don't think he said anything blatantly misogynistic. And I'll be honest, that is not one of his, like, worst sermons where he says really horrible things. That's, like, mild for him. I know this isn't the thing I'm supposed to be focusing on, Hammett, um, but... I just feel like beanpole is the last thing I would use to describe you. I like agree. you're not especially tall, right? And you're not especially skit. You're like I'm the definition of like an average build. I'll take it. And I, just a beanpole. I, I was like, I've never been called a beanpole. What does my dude like look it. like? Is he is he fat? Is this some no, self-loathing? He's, he's fine. He looks fine. A beanpole. I don't know. Yeah. I do also like, I don't know why it really amuses me when he's like, the atheists are the dumbest people, the dumbest in the person universe. in the universe. And it's like, well, we can't all be the dumbest person. <laughs> like, we collectively could be the stupidest group, <laughs> but you can't say we are the dumbest person because there is at least two of us. Man. Maybe three or four. Trying to parse his logic on a regular basis what is a uh, wild Takes thing up way to too happen. much of my day. You know what's funny is when I did my talk in Texas, like, a billion years ago, I also did a a whole slide where I just listed the mean things people say about me because I was talking about just like being a woman on the internet and how terrible it is. And just truly, I think it was like five columns of maybe 10 comments each of just, and they just kept (laughs) popping up as I was talking. It was one of my better slides and and I make a good slide. (laughs) All right, let me move to a very serious one before I get back to some fun ones. Oh, boy. Uh, Here we go. Denmark. Denmark oh. is considering a law to bring back blasphemy, basically, blasphemy laws. The law they are considering would make it a crime to desecrate holy books in public. Wait, wait, wait. This, has this been a long thing of a guy has been fucking shit up and burning Bibles? We talked about that. Was well, that we Denmark? T- we talked about Sweden. There Sweden. was a guy not that long ago who burned... A Quran outside of the uh, like Islamic embassy for and a this country. This is connected to that. This yes? is similar because since I mean, a couple of months ago, there have been several. Uh, pr- what's the word? Provocateurs sure. who are burning holy books, usually the Islamic one, mm-hmm. in order to just piss off Muslims. Yeah. And both countries have had to deal with it in their own ways because the laws are different in both countries. Mm. And Sweden's trying to get into NATO, and they're like, "Oh shit, this is gonna mess with yeah. that." 
But in Denmark, it's a different story. So the question is like, well, what are they going to do? And because their laws are easier to change on this sort of thing... Um, oh, I should say, let me read this because it tells you what's happening there. A, after a small group of Danish nationalists filmed themselves burning what they said was a Quran late last month, hundreds of Iraqi protesters tried to storm Denmark's embassy in Baghdad before security forces dispersed them. On Sunday, this is weeks ago, the Iranian authorities summoned Danish and Swedish diplomats to chastise them over yet another series of desecrations in both countries. There have been more than 170 demonstrations uh, in Denmark over the past month, some of them in front of the embassies in Mm -hmm. Muslim-majority countries, some of them in Denmark. And again, the point is, we've talked about this before, but like, it's a stupid way form of protest if your only goal is let me piss people off. Well, I I have a real hot take for mm. you. Are you ready for this? Yes. Religion really divides people, huh? It does. It, it's like, almost like it's kind of intentionally made to <laughs> group us into little clusters so we keep <laughs> fighting each other because human nature is just kind of violent. And like I didn't know this. I I did not know Denmark, which I just imagine was very good on all these sorts of issues. I assume. No, apparently there's a The Nordic law. countries seem to have a lot to load it. There is a law that says you're not allowed to burn their flag in Denmark. Really? Yeah, it's illegal there. So basically huh. what they're doing now is they're saying, okay, we're trying to stop the diplomatic fallout of whatever these idiots are doing. Mm. So they proposed their law. And basically what it says is if you burn a holy book in a public space... Uh, with the intention of, like, riling people up, and I don't know how you gauge intent, uh, you could be fined or sentenced for up to two years in prison, depending on how often you do it. That's bad. Uh That's a bad law. The protests were, uh, well, the person who is their justice minister said the protests were senseless taunts that have no other purpose than to create discord and hatred. I mean, he's right. And he's right about that. that doesn't mean, uh, but also they don't have the same kind of freedom of speech, like, encoded into their laws. Not that ours is doing us much good right now. Right, but that's the thing. So, like, he's right. They are senseless, I agree. Yeah. And they're just there to inflame people's... Yeah, they're just being D-bags. Yeah. And so, I again, like I said, I didn't know desecrating... I should say desecrating other countries' flags. Mm. uh, It's a dumb thing to punish anything... This is a high-ranking deputy prime minister said this in Denmark. It is a cornerstone of our democracy that you have a right to express yourself. Yeah. You also have to behave properly. (laughs) It's like, no. No, you don't. That's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, that's more like, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it, bud. (laughs) Free expression doesn't mean anything if certain forms of free expression that are nonviolent and symbolic and literally don't put anyone in direct danger... If you're for, if you're forbidding those, yeah. you don't have free expression. But here's the English translation: any of the law, mm-hmm. anyone who publicly or with the intention of spreading it in a wider circle, is guilty of improper treatment of an object with significant religious significance for a religious community or an object that appears as such, is punished with a fine or imprisonment for up to two years. Is that a uh, Google Translate? Job yeah, it on? was. <laughs> In theory, what that means is burning like a blank book with nothing inside, but you say it's the Quran, that could get you in trouble. Which I guess. Which is weird. Which, I mean, says everything you need to say about like what these laws are. It's yeah. about protecting people's feelings. Yes, exactly. Which I am, listen, 
I think people's feelings should be protected. I think we should be much nicer to each other. However, Mm -hmm. this ain't the way to do it. Telling people to be nicer, fine. Right. But punishing people who are not nice, but not harming anybody is weird. Lead by example Um, and show positive aspects that people bring into your society. I don't know. You may recall that in, I think it was 2005, uh, the Jillens Postin, the publication that published cartoons of Muhammad Uh, in Denmark, famously. Yeah. uh, And they got massacred like there were bombs and stuff after that Mm. and that's all about free speech yes they were being purposely offensive right and they defended it under the right of free speech Mm -hmm. but when that happened like one of the things that came up in response to this proposed law is like well what if you burn the quran during a youtube live stream in denmark Mm. which but no one's watching your channel is that doing it for the sake of trying to spread it or not? Because anyone could theoretically watch it, even if no one did. And now we get into how seriously are you going to interpret this law? Yeah, this is like trying to pin down a meme, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't try to pretend that like we can say anything is one thing when the internet has just changed how we communicate. So yeah. like. Uh, to the point that it is pointless to try to litigate their, uh, uh, manage these things because it's simply people are going to be dicks. The weird thing is that the Danish politicians are trying to convince all the free speech advocates, like, you guys, this isn't that bad. By the way, Denmark, in 2017, they repealed their blasphemy law that had stood for 334 years. It was the right move. Uh, and year? now, 2017. And yeah, it took that Six long. Six years later? But now they're like reversing on that somehow. Mm. And here's how they defend it. Here's how the politicians defend it. They're like, it doesn't apply to written or oral criticisms of faith. You could still criticize the faith. You could even draw the Muhammad cartoons if you wanted to. We're just banning a specific type of thing that's causing us some problems right now, which is the Quran burnings. To me, this feels a lot like the Streisand effect of like they're trying to ban it and like make it illegal, but really they're just calling attention back to it and they're probably going to trigger more people to want to do it to be like... Rightfully, fuck you. I have free speech. I get to burn whatever the fuck I want. I know. Will Denmark seriously prosecute everyone who then burns the Quran out of a... Because they're doing it not to hurt Muslims' feelings, but because this is a free speech, free Mm -hmm. expression thing. Like, what are they going to do when there are no... You can't criminally punish someone when there are no victims. Yeah. And I don't know what this does to Denmark's reputation, because if free expression goes to die there, that's not a good look for them. Right. Um, And here's the thing. When the initial thing happened in Sweden a couple months ago, um, the prime minister at the time said, it's legal, but it's not appropriate. And a U.S. State Department official said the burning of religious texts is disrespectful and hurtful. And what might be legal is certainly not necessarily appropriate. Which is like, yeah, go for it. Go Say all of that. Condemn the acts because the end goal isn't worth the animosity it'll generate. Mm -hmm. But don't criminalize the acts because of who they hurt. Because now you're saying, oh, well, if this book hurts this religious group, Mm -hmm. and it's not just Muslims, the the law would apply to any holy book. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying, if we burn this... It'll hurt their feelings, so we got to criminalize that. But what about secular books that hold meaning to a lot of people for right. reasons other than religion? Right. Those escape this law. Those are not punishable. Because So they... why are we defending religious beliefs but not my conscience? You well, know what I mean? I mean, because I am 
you know, I believe in evolution, but if you burn a copy of Darwin's Darwin, yeah. Origin of Species, I'm not going to like lose my mind because right, it's a, but they're not going to punish book. it either. Like the the idea behind their law is sure you can burn secular books that hold significant meaning to a lot of I'm people, saying. but like, the sacred books of the most popular religions get special but, but privilege. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, of course they get special privilege because nobody else in their right mind cares that much about a book. Yeah. Like, unless it's some rare issue or it's like, it just is such a strange thing to go to the mat for. Like, it feels like it just, like is escalating and escalating out of Yeah, it's a dumb control. move. I hope they don't go through with it. The only people who deserve to be punished over a book burning, regardless of the books, are go. the people who commit crimes in retaliation. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Not the pe- assuming this is their copy of the book and they didn't steal it, like they didn't do anything wrong. It's theirs. It's like when people expression. used to like buy Beatles records so they could burn them in sure. the 60s. Like, yeah. yeah, that money still spends, bud. Yeah. I just Please burn my books yeah, everybody. Oh my god, I would buy love Buy all the copies, it. burn them all. Do people know what the Streisand effect is? Do you know what the Streisand yeah, effect I is? I think okay. they know. Google it if you don't. That's yeah, fair. Um, let me jump to something a little more lighthearted even though it's effed up. This is from <laughs> our friend the transformed wife Lori. Oh, I don't um, like her though. I'm just going to read not this my tweet. Friend, him, she is your friend. Again. She's all of our friends. <laughs> um, this is her tweet. Women being in the workforce has made it far easier for women to divorce their husbands since they don't need their husband anymore. Oh, I actually did see this one. Yeah. Husbands who want their wives to work just may be pushing their wives to divorce them. She's not available to him as his help meet. She's a help meet to her boss. She's making her own money, thus gaining independence from him. Did you say help meet? That's right. She usually insists he help around the house and with the children. Yeah. That this is not conducive to having good marriages. So let me summarize. Oh, boy. If a woman is working yeah. and making her own money I am. and asking her husband to help out with, you know, shit around the house. I do. That's just a bad marriage. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, so what she's saying is my situation right now. My husband was unfortunately laid off about a month and a half ago and I... Uh, you know, he's on employment. We're going to be fine. I am working three jobs. Um, and I picked up extra hours so I could help pull my weight. Now, normally, I'm in charge of cooking. Um, but lately, Mikey has been cooking a little bit more because he's, you know, home all day. Mm-hmm. And I have a really physically and emotionally demanding job. Um, and and that's so just this she podcast. wants me. And that's just <laughs> this podcast that I have to, like, drown my sorrows in afterward. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that if I come home and Mikey has made me dinner, our marriage is bad. Once you walked out the door to go to a job, you are hurting. I mean, I won't deny I'm a bad wife in virtually every measurable (laughs) mean, but I don't think our marriage is bad. I think that, uh, you know, two adults who live together (laughs) should maybe share responsibility in the upkeep of their shared space. That's all I think. Mm. I think but I'm like, you know, a communist atheist. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, just wait till the sermons come out about oh, that. If God, a, I wish there were sermons about <laughs> me. If a woman's independence ruins your marriage, I'm just going to say your marriage probably wasn't that strong to begin with. I mean, truly, like, what, the, whenever they make these points, and this is the thing that's really bugged me from the time I was a young person, if this thing where divorce is always a bad thing. Yeah, that and, too. And because people talk, oh my God, my grandparents were married for 60 years. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, my grandparents were not were too. 
do you think there was not abuse in their house? Because I guarantee you there was, at least in my family. Um, do you think women stayed yeah. with their husbands because they loved them and like didn't mind getting hit in the 60s? Or do you think that women have been victims of abuse for as long as men have been in charge? It's and maybe getting out of that is... It's okay to break a promise if you're probably going to die if you don't. Or or it's okay to break a promise if, like, you'd be much, much happier if you moved on and the other person would be, too. Maybe, maybe marriage doesn't fucking matter. I don't know if anyone <laughs> should be married for the with a goal of longevity. Like, if I mean, the only reason you're staying goal. in a marriage is to, because, well, it's been 40 years, <laughs> I'll stay in it. Literally the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, if you're happy and everything's fine and you're good, mm. that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But if they're always like, yeah, like you said, my grandparents were together for like 50, 60 years. That, that alone is not something to celebrate because no. you did not say they were in a happy marriage for mm -hmm. 60 years. Well, you didn't say they really wanted to be in that marriage or that they had other options but right. chose this one. Or like when they're like, oh, look at this beautiful family and they have like 18 children. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, she didn't have agency over her body. <laughs> so if she wanted to not get pregnant, sucks to suck because your husband probably wants to fuck you and you don't matter. Yeah. Congratulations, women in the 60s. You really did have it all. Yeah, just because they're together for a long time does not mean it's a good, happy marriage. Also, and we shouldn't celebrate. It's like having a perfect attendance record through school. It's like, I'm not, I don't know I why you get it, awarded for that. That's fine. Good but like, you. if someone went to ditch day and still did well in their classes or mm. something, or they were sick and they were out for a week and then they caught up and did yeah, their work. Yeah, because people get sick. It's not a get sign sick. of like emotional <laughs> fortitude to not yeah. get sick. That's it. So it's like, it's like a perfect attendance record. It's nice, but I don't care because yeah. I'm more interested in what you did while you were in school and things like that. It, it really does... Uh, surprise me that things tend to circle back uh, in these kinds of circles um, to so you're unhappy and your husband doesn't treat you well. Sucks to suck. Like, truly, like, what? I don't know. Also, wasn't, weren't housewives, like, generally deeply depressed and usually had, like, drug and alcohol addictions <laughs> because they just sat around at home all day and slowly went insane. I mean, that is what I would do. I've only seen, like, three episodes of Mad Men, but that's kind of where it seemed to was headed. That's a documentary. It's it is fine. a documentary. Um, let me talk People about were very one. handsome then. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. I know. They're all just like that. Uh, let me talk about one more tweet that amused me. This oh, is we're still on Twitter, this right? is not from a crazy person. This mm, is uh, I'll be the judge of that. This is from uh, at Carissa's new life. I don't know who Carissa is, but this is what she wrote. Does she explain it all? That's uh, Clarissa. Yeah. Sorry. Boo. Yeah. Words I, I wasn't that. words I wasn't allowed to say growing up. Oh. And she was a you know evangelical Christian, I believe. Ooh. But these are words she wasn't allowed to say growing up. I'm wondering how <laughs> many of these ring true. Oh, to, I was hoping you were going to let me take a swing at some of them. Well. Okay, is one Go. no? <laughs> or no. I can't or something no, like that? No, these are like PG words that she wasn't oh, allowed like to say. like literal words, yes. not phrases. So, okay, so but, like crap. Okay. But. But. Fart. Darn. Really? Darn made the list. Like, darn okay. it. Can't say it. Okay. Shoot. Like, ah, oh, shoot. Because it's too close to shit, Hammond. Probably. They know that you're swearing in your heart, which mm. is what Jesus can see. Because <laughs> he's looking from that <laughs> hole that exists well, in Well, Jesus it. doesn't have much going on, so he really wants to know if a kid thought darn in his head. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. I don't even know what that's close to, God. but it's the thinking 
of like the you but must you have a bad Jessica thought. Jessica Simpson back in the day mm-hmm. and the when that reality show with Nick Lachey yeah. and she would say, "Oh my god." She'd say, oh, my God, G-A-W, because she didn't want to take the Lord's name in vain. And so there's just a super cut out there of her just being like, oh, my God. That's why I remember her as being annoying. Uh, So Gosh is on the list. G. G G-E-E. Vagina. Vagina made the list. So that's just a body part is the problem. She writes in parentheses, mom still gasps in shock when I say that one. I'm 25, but I could say penis. That's fine. I... This is from memory. I don't have it in front of me. The okay. late writer, the Christian writer, Rachel Held Evans, who wrote about feminism mm-hmm. uh, from a Christian perspective, I believe she was talking in one of her books about sex education and stuff and how whatever she learned in her religious upbringing and stuff, like, why are we not talking about this? And part of the description that she gave is we're talking about the anatomy and she brings up, like, they're talking about this vagina and a penis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the book, I believe, again, from memory here, sorry if I'm getting this wrong, the book was censored from, like, the big Baptist bookstores hmm. because it had the word vagina in it. What kind of book was it? Just a memoir. And she's, wow. she wasn't allowed to say that word. She either had to change it or censor it or it wouldn't be sold in the most popular bookstore. Wow. And she's like, I'm not changing that word because it's accurate. I'm not being gratuitous about it. What, what it's would not... they have... What, like, know. what are they looking for? Do they want her to, like, physically, like, cross it out and censor? Do they I want have her to no, rewrite I don't remember. her book? Like, what a wild... Yeah, it was a dumb thing. But this vagina. person... Carissa here is and saying she wasn't allowed to say it. described in the Bible? Yeah. Carissa wasn't allowed to say that word. Uh, rape? Uh, vagina. Oh. Dang. Mm. Sure. Freaking. Not no G, just freaking oh. screw it or we're screwed or anything like that, which yeah, is ninety percent of my words. Uh, this is interesting. What the with no words after that? See this, it, it's it, it reminds me of what is it Judaism where they can't say the name of yeah it's G dash yeah D. like it reminds me of that like you can't even imply that you're going to say a substitute for yeah. a swear yep. It's uh, insanity. And the last three on her list, uh, pissed off, mm. balls, and heck. Couldn't heck. say heck. What oh, the heck. heck? Yeah, and basically, as one person chimes in, uh, an evangelical relative told me that although I wasn't expressly saying bad words, it's the intention that matters, and God knows what's in your heart, like you mentioned. My Christian friends do say, oh, my goodness, a lot. That really yeah. is their go-to, which kind of tracks with what you're saying, right? Because... Oh my goodness, is 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 on the green list, right? It's it's okay. <laughs> one person chimes in. One time I was playing with a neighbor girl and said, dang it, in front of her mother. She said, We don't use curse words here. Sent me home and wouldn't let me play with that kid after that. Hmm. Yes. Sounds like someone um, missed a landmine. It's just amusing because what I find interesting about this is okay, you can't say anything with any bad connotations, e- even if it's mild language. And yet the stuff they say in church with perfectly fine language right. is horrific. Yeah. It's like teaching abstinence-only sex ed is way more harmful than saying screw it. Yeah. And yet. But, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Of, like, it's so much easier to police these kinds of things. Mm. And it's much harder to, like, hold your child to, like, a worldview in spite of all other evidence. So it makes sense. I, again, like, like I said before, there is something to the idea idea of most people are out for control they want and if they have to get their yayas telling a kid they can't say heck 
at least they have control over that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's easier to police that. There, so I hate bringing her name up in every episode, but there is uh, one of the fundamentalist Christians who is pro-abstinence and does like, now she's married, so now she talks about how sex is great and she gives sex advice, even though she has no formal training and a sample size of one. But oh boy. every time she says, like, you got, she, here's what she wants to say. I'm teaching a sex education course. Sign up. Give me money. You can learn from me. Um, but she, she can't needs to work on her pitch. But okay, yeah. <laughs> she can't bring herself to write the word sex. So she gives weird substitutes because this mentality is still in her. So like the one whoopee? she had no the this week she said like sign up for my course to learn about s e g g s. Wait, she said those words out loud. Or she those wrote were that written? on. That was the caption on like her Instagram. But reel. is that? I, I wonder. And I'm not trying to just push back for its own sake, but I wonder if it has to do with um, like a CEO. In, I did in too some for a second, way. but I don't think so because no? intent there. If you're saying I'm teaching a sex ed course or I'm teaching a sex course, mm. that's not what is I mean, getting policed. I've gotten but, flagged but. for using the word white women in a post. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe she's just protective. If it, if it was a one-off, I might give it to you. Sure. But I it's think constant. she does this all the time where she just and has an inability is... to say these words because in her mind, she sees these as dirty words. I Here, presume you've watched them. How does way she, too many. does she like say penis? Does she say vagina? Does so, she say uh, sexual intercourse? I have not watched. Does she say penetration? I have How not watched the paid courses. Uh, courses. Oh, there are courses. Um, I haven't watched the the actual things, but I have seen her do like videos where she's talking about these issues. And of course, it's it's purity culture advice, so it's wrong. But she has no problem saying a lot of these words when she's talking about that it's stuff. Just writing them down. It's just when she's trying to pitch herself as the. Ex- it's so weird. That's One other strange. person chimes in on Twitter that they had alternative phrases. They called farts ghost burps. Which I've never heard before. I love it. <laughs> ghost burps is so good. Yeah. What does that mean? Do ghosts live in your butt? The the same person I was talking about a second ago. Ew, the she... ghost face is in my butt. If Kinky. it's burping and coming out of my butt. I don't know how it works. Oh, this is this this raises a lot of questions. The same person was trying to be cutesy funny on Instagram as well. Mm. And what she wanted to say is like, oh my God, what do you do if you're sleeping with your husband in bed and the par- your partner like farts in bed? Yeah, it's it's human. It happens, people. Just what? talk that, about it. You need she advice w- about that? I don't know. But that was what she wanted to address, but she couldn't say the word farts. So it was like... Did she say pooted? Toots. Yeah, or patooted or something like that. Pooted, whatever. I it was something weird we like that. say pooted in this household. Um, it's like, just say the word. Is she a word. child? Like, is it a it, Mentality? Is she a child? Mentally? Yes. Yeah. Is she like a 30-year-old married woman? Also, yes. Yeah, see, like, truly, like that emotional distance you have to put between yourself and your, like, body is so strange. Yeah. As, as if your body is, like... Somehow a separate part of when, you, which I guess if you believe in a soul, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You just have this like clunky flesh theme of suit the that transformed, you have to bob around Theme in. of the transformed wife and this is like your body is not your own. And so talking mm. about things that involve your body, whether it's anatomically correct body yeah. part names that's a good point. or things you might do with your body or any parts of the body, <laughs> like you just can't bring yourself to say it because you were trained to be ashamed of it the yeah. whole time. So you have to work around the edges. And the funny thing about shame and is that in 
situations like that, unless you're obviously around like a lot of people who are actively shaming you, which I presume many of these people are, but the shame is so self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. And so like, it, it just, I, I feel like you read stories all the time about somebody was like, oh, and then one time I kissed a girl or whatever, <laughs> and they've been carrying around this shame yes. with them, and then they say it, and everyone's like, okay, okay, <laughs> are you, this is what's been like breaking your heart for the last yeah. five years, and you said it out loud, and everyone's like, yeah, tell us your fart, Tell idiot. us your craziest sex story, and the answer is, well, one time I, I kissed a girl, and she's a girl, it's like. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to, I'll shut my mouth now because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, I am not shaming any of these people for no. their personal choices at all. If you want to be absent until marriage, like we've said before, that's your decision. I don't yeah. care. But it's the thing that bugs me about the person I'm talking about here is having that mentality and also saying, by the way, I'm the person who's going to educate all of you young Christian women about sex. It's just sex. reinforcing the shame like, that they oh, feel. Oh, no, don't. Please don't give advice to anybody. I will tell you what. Shame is a powerful weapon, and religions know that. And true, I, I genuinely believe that. I think the... true. That's why I think one of the most damaging things religion teaches a kid is that uh, sinning in your mind... Like, having a lustful thought is a sin or whatever. Mm-hmm. This sort of thought policing that they have. of Like, we all have weird thoughts pop up in our head. Like, I've been talking about the imp of the perverse a lot lately. And it's like that feeling. My brother and I had the exact same thing. We always say when we're walking down a bridge in Chicago or walking across a bridge and I'm holding my phone and I just think, what if I fucking huck this into the river? <laughs> and I think that every time I cross a bridge and it turns out my brother does the same thing. It's called the imp of the perverse. It's just like this okay. feeling of like, what if I jump off this balcony? Uh-huh. So imagine if you are so, like, fucking locked up inside yourself that you have a weird thought, like, what if I just punched this person in the face? Or, like, what if I just drove onto this tree? Because we have those weird thoughts. And th- and then you think it, and you're like, holy shit, God heard it, and God <laughs> thinks that's what I want. And, like, right. imagine being beholden to your most errant weird thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like, how can you go through your life thinking Every thought you have is broadcasted. It's like being on the <laughs> fucking Truman Show or something. Right, right. Someone's watching you at all times. How they, can God you watches. Relax? Uh, you masturbate. Yeah, exactly. That's the meme, right? Like, yeah. uh, crazy shit's going on around the world. Yeah. The universe <laughs> is so big, but God is watching what you do. Yeah, exactly. He's really worried mm-hmm. about like two girls fingering each other or whatever. <laughs> That's like top of his list. It's so funny. My like right now, I'm at the, like if my kids are around. I won't, I'll purposely try not to say anything bad and yeah. stuff, but occasionally I will have one of the kids like, Daddy, you said that word. And then I have to backtrack. I'm like, what did I say? I, <laughs> Wait, which of the I many d- bad words? I didn't even realize I said anything bad. I'm Ooh. like, oh, no. I swore in front of your kids. Oh, oh, oh we talk about it every... No, no one cares. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying you should say anything, but yeah. like, it's not a big deal. You can grow up. Yeah. But kudos to uh, Carissa for starting that topic because I didn't realize some of these were such problematic. I mean, I I truly think like these things are more I think insidious than any of us gives them credit for. Because like, I don't know if you've ever had like not a trauma like capital T traumatic experience, but like somebody said something to you and it just sort of knocked you sideways and like I don't know. I just can't imagine always being beholden to like what I assume everybody's thinking about me at all times. Like, that's my anxiety. It does that for me. I don't need a Bible to tell me to do it too, right? Yep. 
Yeah, Fuck. I'm my own worst enemy. I don't need Truly, someone else like, telling me what I shouldn't be doing. My dude who says that Hamen is like the stupidest person in the world, like... Get in line. Yeah, dog, Come we on. all think that. Like, if you heard the I mean, the in my joke head, I had at first, if, when I saw the title of the thing, Hamen Meadows a Fool, that's what I saw on the YouTube uh, feed. I'm like... Oh, but that's all you got? Like, Truly, my parents say that exact eight times right a day. <laughs> like, uh, I just, yeah, we're always told we're stupid. And that's how we stay ready to tie it back, humble, and are trying <laughs> to learn and be open-minded instead of assuming we know everything about everything. Yes. God damn, I put a bow on that. Nicely done. I'm and with that. I'm very good at podcasting, I And guess. with that, where do we find you? What's uh, up? I really, at this point, <laughs> just show up my work. That's the only place you're going to find me. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm I guess. at friendlyatheist.com if you want the free articles that provide uh, the basis for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on YouTube, Friendly Atheist. Search me there. And go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support this show. We appreciate it. Truly, you guys, this Patreon is uh, keeping the wolf from the door for my family right now, and I do appreciate that. I also wanted to thank a listener who um, I've been uh, bringing up at where I work. It's called the, Hansen, the Ray Graham Association Hanson Center. We're having a fall horse show, fall fest thing. Um, it's in Burridge. You can look it up. And we are taking donations and sponsorships. And one of your fellow listeners uh, who asked to remain nameless um, is donating $500 to my barn, which is... That's so cool. It I... I, I like getting to t- and my dad is donating money so getting to tell like my team that like guess what i brought in a fucking grand on my own has been so and it's like open up doors for it's just i cried when because she, she was That's like so what, what what are like the tears and i was like i don't know just like <laughs> just tell me how much money you feel comfortable giving and right. we'll like make a sign for That's it so awesome. <laughs> or whatever. thank you listener. I, I, it really it, it it blew my mind the generosity was was unexpected and 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 um astounding and thank you um, what are we talking about in the bonus? Good news. I just saw the best fucking movie. Um, it's called Bottoms. Bottom? Excellent. Bottoms. Bottom? Bottoms. Um, I had not really heard of it until Mikey like gave me a log line about it, which is about two uh, queer high school girls make a fight club. And there has never been a movie that's so deeply <laughs> up my alley. And the, we'll talk about that. Yeah, the Prince guy from Red, Red, and Royal Blue is in it and is fucking hysterical. Um, I also watched a movie last night with my husband called Switch. It with is Adam a movie. No, 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 no. Oh. No, 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 no. But yes, that is okay. That. But no, no, no. This is a movie from like 1991, and it's. Ellen, fuck, can you look up Ellen? It's not Ellen Bernstein, it's Ellen, it's called uh, Switch. But it's also the tall guy who's... Barkin. Ellen Barkin. And what's the dude's name? It's just blank. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith is in it. Um, And Ellen Barkin We're going back to 91. 91. Uh, We're listening to, for How'd This Get Made, they just covered it. Um, And it's about a really misogynist asshole dies and is reincarnated as a woman. And his... Goal is to get one woman to actually like him. (laughs) (laughs) And the first two thirds of it are genuinely very good. And then shit pops off. Um, And I would love to talk to you about it. Um, We talked about this a little bit off mic, but I want to talk about an interview I heard about being on a reality show. Okay. We talked a little bit before. Um, And then I just want to brag about some overalls that I've purchased. And I I think I'm an overalls person now. Um, (laughs) I think this is who I am. 
Um, I told everybody that I'm a cartoon character and they can expect me to only wear overalls for the rest of my life. Excellent. Um, but, but yeah. Um, we'll cool. see you next week. We will see you Bye. next week. Bye.